Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. God, I love that. You can now hear full clips of our local shows, just like Carmen and Lima, on, at 923thefan and on the Odyssey app. So now you have the option of Listen to a specific chapter that's labeled by our producers, or you can listen to the entire show. Download the Odyssey app now and take the time to listen to the most local talk in all of Ohio. So, you know, I we've been talking All-Star Weekend, and one guy that's been been going out there, and I feel like I'm at a laundromat with the spin cycle that he's been trying to put out there, has been uh, new Milwaukee Bucks coach Doc Rivers, and look, I've heard of people uh, of people taking advantage of success. You know, somebody gets one win, they get one win, and that's what that's what they go ahead and use to propel themselves for the rest of their career. Doc Rivers has been using his one championship in 2008 with the with the big three in Boston. Which again, it, it, literally, they barely beat LeBron in a superhuman effort with Delonte West, Ben Wallace, and Wally Zerbiak back then. Doc Rivers has been going with that championship and has been using that as to boost himself up, even though he constantly blows 3 1 leads and hasn't won a championship since. So Doc Rivers, you know, after he after he was fired last last offseason by the 76ers, he ends up going into broadcasting. And, you know, they're looking forward to it with him with ESPN. And all of a sudden, midseason, as the Milwaukee Bucks, again, the number two seed in the East, end up firing their first-year head coach, Adrian Griffin, not even halfway into the year, or just about halfway into the season. Reason being that their defense was awful. Um, they were struggling a bit offensively. It just wasn't cohesive with, you know, Damian Lillard coming in, everybody expecting fireworks right off the rip. Again, second best team in the East, according to the record at the time. And Doc Rivers, who had been helping out the ownership as an advisor throughout the year, just so happens to be readily available. And immediately, or I guess a day or two, takes it takes it for him to get hired. But 
They have their interim coach coach for a couple of games while Doc gets his feet underneath him. And, uh, you know, it hasn't been good. It hasn't been good for Doc. The apple a day hasn't really been helping him a lot. Um, as in his first 10 games, officially on on the job, uh, the Milwaukee Bucks are 3-7. and seven. They, are, they have not been good. They have not been good. And some of the quotes from... Uh, this past weekend, when it came to when it came to Doc Rivers, um, and I believe that he was speaking with Fox Sports. Yeah, he had said that on Saturday that he wanted to wait until the All Star break for the Bucks job, and he said taking a job when you're about to go on the toughest road trip of the season is not the smartest decision. I even told them, "Can we wait till the All Star break? It would have been a lot nicer." He added that the job has quote been probably more difficult than I thought. Well, gee, Doc, I really wonder how that is. You know, you took the second best team in the East and you brought them down to third. Did a solid job on that there, Doc. Did a solid job. Defense still hasn't been good. And um, on top of that, he uh, spoke with Rachel Nichols and this audio courtesy of uh, her Twitter account. So what Doc had to say about joining the Bucks midseason uh, and the fact that he had to step away from the broadcast booth. Yeah, really. You were already helping ownership. I mean, I'm sure that other teams called you and said, like, hey, Doc, would you come out of, would you come out of the broadcast booth to coach again? Which I mean, like, look, if if it's the Washington Wizards, like, no, I wouldn't, I wouldn't come out of the broadcast booth for that dumpster fire. You think I want to coach Jordan Poole? Although, then again, that might be the easiest job to deal with. You have a built-in excuse of, hey, this guy just doesn't stop throwing up bricks. But that's what we're talking about, Doc. Uh, you know, they put they put me on a clock. Yeah, I wonder why you got their coach fired. You were helping out the – we didn't take an interview with these, other, with these other teams. Yeah, again, you're helping out the ownership. You're already an advisor. I wonder why you didn't take an interview with these other jobs. Oh, this job just fit perfectly. Yeah, I wonder why. It's almost like you knew what was going on and you were steering the ownership in a certain direction. But, oh, you know what? It's, it, it's, it, it was pretty hard, guys. Can we can we wait? Can we wait till the All-Star break? I know you guys are in the middle of, you know, trying to build towards a championship and you want to make sure that, you know, all the players are on the same page, but I'm not ready for that. Could you just hold off on hiring me, please? I didn't I didn't ask you guys to fire your coach 3 weeks ago. I said you guys should fire your coach. I didn't say when. Could, could, can we wait? I'm it's just not ready for me. The timing just isn't good for me. I I don't think I've ever heard a coach complain as much as Doc Rivers bitches and moans about this job. You've got Giannis putting up insane numbers this season. And again, I mentioned I, I mentioned Jokic and, and Luka. You have Giannis putting up incredible numbers. But because your defense is so atrocious, it doesn't matter. Brooke Lopez went from being somebody who's a 
defensive player of the year candidate to, you know what, maybe it would have been better for him to go to Houston. But hey, at least we have, you know, Thanasis Antetokounmpo, and we have Robin Lopez. We got the most brothers in the league. We did it, boys. Got it. Come on. What are you complaining about? You signed up for the job. Oh, they put me under a gun. You can say no. Guess what? It's as easy as, hey, uh, Doc, I know you've been helping us out for this for this year. We actually, we really think that because of your knowledge with the team, we think that it would be good if you came in and coached. I don't think I'm ready to join midseason. I'm going to say no, guys. Thank you. Let's talk in the offseason. What a novel concept. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Like, Doc, you're not going to get any sympathy from me, from the NBA. You, you've snaked your way in to multiple job openings. And yet the, the two biggest things that you're known for, or I'm sorry, three biggest things that you're known for is the championship with the Celtics, um, ending up uh, blowing a 3-1 lead with the Clippers and basically blowing up Lob City and not being able to re-sign and keep Shaq in Orlando. That's, that's what I know you for. And at this point, you might be two for two driving Giannis out of Milwaukee. So congratulations. Doc, I know, I know you want a legacy. I, you're building one. You're building one. Um, I mean, at this point, you, you've been around the block as a coach. You, some, surprisingly, you, you've been around the block more. And, and now that you got Pat Beverly, you might be the Pat Beverly of coaches. Where it's just nothing but talk with you, man. Nothing but talk. And especially, yeah, you know what? We need to improve our defense. Maybe we need to worry about some of our fit problems that we have here. Chris Middleton, he's been playing all right, but we need to get him back up to back up to playing the way that he has been and we, the way that we know that he can. Um, let's trade for a backup point guard at the deadline. That's good. We got it. Did it. It's why, honestly, like the Bucks, I'm concerned about Giannis. I trust Donovan or Darius to cook Lillard like a well-done steak. Burnt to all hell. I mean, Isaac Okoro can lock down Chris Middleton and Dame as we've seen in in all the matchups that we've seen over the last month or so. I'm not concerned about the Milwaukee Bucks whatsoever. Not at all. And that's why when when Doc all of a sudden, when it doesn't go well, is when you hear these excuses. That's what's aggravating for me, is that you brought this on yourself. Because, again, you snaked your way into the job. And Giannis just wanted anybody but Budenholzer. 
or he didn't want he wanted anybody but Nick Nurse. Because again, also another fallacy here, Nick Nurse is a bad coach. All Nick Nurse does is play his top five. You think J.B. Bickerstaff's rotations are bad? There isn't a rotation for Nick Nurse. He just plays his starters and that's it. Everybody else is window dressing. He maybe He probably thinks a six-man is the most overrated position in basketball. What do you do? But it's the whole reason why this is what you brought yourself for the Milwaukee Bucks. I don't understand what you're waiting on. I'm not concerned about the Milwaukee Bucks. I don't care about Doc Rivers. I'm not giving you any sympathy whatsoever. And when you go ahead and cry that, oh, they only gave me a little a little bit of time to think about it. I don't care. If they're pressuring you for that position, it's probably not a good situation for you to jump in. If they're saying, hey, we need an answer from you, like, right now. Like, a, can I think about it? A day. We'll give you a day to take on, you know, one of the best players in the NBA Uh, one of the franchise point guards that are out there, um, a great defender in Chris Middleton, team that was, you know, a a perennial contender. Um, If you have to think about that a ton, joining midseason, yeah, um, yeah, you only get a day. You can still say no. Again, Doc Rivers, you're not getting any sympathy from me. Mac Robinson, I'm in until three. Coming up next... It might be splashy, but how much would you give up for the splash? Mac Robinson right here on 92.3 The Fan. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. Mac Robinson back here on 92.3 The Fan, taking you up until 3. 
Kayla on the board, Meredith Kane on the update, screening your calls here on this President's Day. So, you know, I wanted to get into this because I saw a report from Dan Graziano. And Graziano in his column, you know, he's going through some of the rumors, everything like that, that he's been hearing, and about so many different aspects of the offseason. And... When I hosted on on the station last week, on Wednesday, I I mentioned the big splash players that I would love to see the Browns go after. Now I know the when I say splash player, I mean this is like my hail mary, like the Carlton throwing up the full court shot. It might miss. Okay, fine. These are the guys that I want. On defense, I mentioned Chris Jones, which, you know, at the parade, I think he kind of shut down that a little bit, although that might have been the adult beverages kicking in. As, you know, his agent came out and said, somebody shut him down. No more drinks for Chris. But on offense, I mentioned wide receiver Brandon Ayuk. Because at a certain point, the 49ers are going to have to pay Brock Purdy. Faults and all. And I look at that situation, and I think that you've already paid Debo. You you already have McCaffrey on the books. Already have Kittle. Have defenders that you have to pay in order to keep everybody around. And so with that being said, I thought Brandon Ayuk could be one that could be attainable. Uh, Granted... At 1,300 yards this past season. So, yeah, it's going to cost a pretty penny for the guy. But he's a former first-round pick. He's still pretty young. Again, first-round pick back in 2020, I want to say, 2021. And Graziano, in his article, said that he thought the most likely outcome, he said this, quote, to me, the most likely way this shakes out is Ayuka ends up getting traded to a team where he's the clear number one wideout, where he can get the extension that he wants, leaving the Niners to draft his replacement in the first round. It's the cleanest way for them to address all of their other needs. And he sees them ex- extending a few other players as well, instead of putting that money towards Brandon Ayuk. Now look, I know we have Amari Cooper here. I think Brandon Ayuk is that field stretcher that you need that could work super well with, with Amari Cooper. And let's be real, Amari Cooper also has experience in Dallas being the number two with, you know, a young wide receiver in CeeDee Lamb. Now, I know the money, you got to figure that out. I get that. But I look at somebody like Brandon Ayuk being a field stretcher, being a big play threat. And I think the age and the production and the size of Brandon Ayuk makes so much sense with this team. And at that point, you elevate the overall offense around you. I think Brandon Ayuk is a top-tier player, but here's the thing. I know you're going to want a first-round pick if you are the 49ers. Obviously, you can't offer that this year. And to be honest, as a as somebody who you know works here at the station, has worked multiple drafts, I'd also like to have some kind of pick that gets made, you know, before 9 o'clock on a Friday when the draft starts on a Thursday. I'd like to have something to do on a Thursday. Please and thank you. 
But I think that for the Browns, it could be interesting enough where, you know, instead of just offering a single first, I mean, I look at this a deal the 49ers made in order to bring in Christian McCaffrey. They gave up a second, third, and fourth in one draft. They gave up a fifth the following year. Am I saying you have to give up all those picks in the same year? No. But I think if you're the Browns and you're able to maybe give up a second rounder and a fourth rounder this year, and then you give up a third and a fifth the following, some kind of combination of picks that end up adding up to that for you, I could see that working out for you. And, you know, again, somebody like Brandon Ayuk, I think is such a, it's such an interesting way for them to go ahead and attack that position of need. Because I know T. Higgins is a name that gets brought up here constantly. And I love T. Higgins. But... He's going to end up getting franchise tagged most likely by by Cincinnati, which, again, could allow other interesting free agents from from them to hit the market. But with T. Higgins likely being a a franchise-tagged player, I think that open, that'll open up different avenues, and especially because there, were also, there was also a report, uh, I believe it was from Jordan Schultz, uh, who had come out and said that there was a soft deadline for – uh, today to get an extension done with Mike Evans, but apparently the sides are still very far apart. And so because of that, Mike Evans will hit the free agent market. So with that being said, and also Baker likely being tagged in Tampa Bay, or at least being a top tag candidate for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, got to keep your quarterback around. I think Brandon Ayuk is such a fascinating trade target. Because you rarely ever see it. And, you know, I know that there there was talk before about, you know, do you give up, does the 49ers, do they give up Debo? I think Debo is the biggest trap to trade for. Because I think Debo is one of those players that fits well in that 49er offense. But outside of the 49ers offense, you got to have somebody who has a full plan for Debo Samuel. In the same way that you've seen them take advantage of Christian McCaffrey. Both of them are playmakers. I wouldn't distinctly say they have a defined position. Christian McCaffrey is good enough to be a wide receiver if he wanted to. And he plays running back. Debo Samuel is talented enough to be a running back. But he plays wide receiver. They have him do both. I want to go ahead and see... If you can bring somebody like Brandon Ayuk because his skill set doesn't just translate into one specific scheme, I think that you can bring him in to be a vertical threat. I think that he's somebody who has good enough route running and on top of that can actually beat zone coverage pretty well and beat press coverage. He was one of the few players in that Browns 49ers game that was able to get some traction going down the field. Despite the fact that the Browns are playing a lot of that man coverage, that cover zero type of defensive back coverage, defensive um, defensive pass coverage. Again, number to jump in, 216-474-0092, number to call in. I say Brandon Ayuk should be, is that top-of-the-line splash player that I would love to see them add. 
How much would you give up for him? Or what splash player would you like to see the Browns at? Let's go to John in a car. John, how you doing? Yeah, good, man. Um, so I know you mentioned earlier that, you know, San Francisco is going to want a number one uh-huh. for him. Well, we don't have that right mm-hmm. now because um, of Watson. What do you think the chances are? And would you even consider, right? This is not, this is a big thing. Okay. Would you even consider throwing Amari Cooper in that package with some second and third and fourth rounders? See, and completely. It, and I know you want, you, I, I know you want the cake and eat it too. You want both of them. Yeah. Right. And I get that, but you're upgrading. So, I mean, you're pretty, it's a big upgrade. You talked about the age difference, the mm-hmm. speed difference, you know, in press coverage, Brandon, Ayuk, I believe is stronger. He's quicker off the, off the line. Mm-hmm. He can get that. He can get open where Amari Cooper is a phenomenal route runner, but not when he's being pressed like that. Okay. Uh-huh. Um, that's just my take. Okay. So I'm just wondering, like, because of the lack of our draft picks, our number ones because of Watson, do we consider doing that? Um, and really maybe hanging on to Brandon Ayuk for a long time as opposed to – I'm not sure how old Amari is. I want to say he's like, what, late 20s? Or is he pushing 30? Uh, late 20s, late 20s. So, I, I don't know. I just, just the thought that came up in my head and figured I'd share with you and get your thoughts. Okay. All right, John, and I thank you for the call. Again, 216-474-0092 number to jump in. But, you know, I, I hear your thought there. The only the only problem with that is that for Amari, obviously he comes with a large cap hit, and that would be inherited there by the 49ers at that point. And also, you're still looking at an extension for Amari, so that's where like again the money gets tricky, because look, as much as I'd love to have all of them around, you can't necessarily keep all of them. But again, we're going year to year trying to br- trying to bring a championship to Cleveland, trying to bring a Super Bowl, but. In terms of the Amari Cooper trading off of him in that deal, I don't see that happening because I don't see the 49ers wanting to go about it in that sense. I think if they're going to be looking to add a wide receiver, it'll be through the draft. And again, this is a good year to ha- to want different wide receivers. Um, but I look at the potential addition for an Amari Cooper, who or for Brandon Ayuk, sorry. Amari Cooper's 29 years old. 29? Um, but I look at Brandon Ayuk and Brandon Ayuk, I think is somebody who can mesh well opposite of Amari and open up the rest of the field. Elijah Moore is somebody who can get open as the speed that you want, but I don't think he necessarily is the, the gadget player that they tried to use him as early on in the season. So, I think Elijah Moore will be able to get open more because Brandon Ayuk is able to take the top off that defense. He has that speed that you want. He has the big playability, and he's also willing to go up for those 50-50 balls. Meanwhile, Amari Cooper is a fantastic route runner. He's able to find those holes in the defense. But that's where I see the difference being is that, you know, maybe – John, I will give you this. I think that you're right in the sense of maybe adding a player. I think that it's it's not the right player that I would include. And I'll get into who I would include coming up next, again, on the other side. But, you know, I think that for the Browns, this is an interesting year because of the fact that 
you're now getting to that borderline where you're getting you're going to have another Miles Garrett extension, and again the Defensive Player of the Year award that bumps up that that bumps up those numbers, and you're still looking to add other defensive talent. Obviously, you already have the extension for Denzel Ward. You have all of these other players that are just getting more and more expensive as the league cap expands. But again, when you're when you have the Deshaun Watson contract on your books, it makes it more difficult. Again, that's why Andrew Barry gets paid more than I more than more than I would, and I don't envy that position. I like adding the players. I don't like having to do the math to add the players. Andrew, if you want to hire me to be an to be an idea guy, I can absolutely do that for you. Just don't get mad at me if uh, the if the math doesn't necessarily work. I'm a nerd, but I'm not that kind of nerd. But you know. I look at the potential additions. Brandon Ayuk, I think, is at the top of my list for players that I would want and that I think could be available. Now, I know the 49ers are going to want a first-round pick. Like I said, on the other side, I'll give you a player that I'd be willing to include in a potential deal for Brandon Ayuk on the other side of it. And again, still to come, going to be talking some Gardos a little bit later on as well. And look, I got to get into this at some point today because it really aggravated me yesterday. But just because you can doesn't mean that you should. And it's okay to wait. Okay. 216 474 0092. Tweet at me at Mac Robinson 95. Mac Robinson taking you up until three right here on 92 3 The Fan. Oh, God. It's taking me back. And again, this will also date me here a little bit, but, like, this came out my senior year of high school. And the fact that I'm I'm coming up on the 10-year reunion coming up in June is also hitting me like a ton of bricks. So, again, I know I'm not going to get any sympathy from anybody, period, but the amount of car rides home where my, where my friend that I would drive back to, to his house... He would always want to play this. I'm just like, dude, oh my gosh. But we've archived all of the past episodes so that you can hear what you missed of the emerging podcast scene. So don't miss the next episode of Carmen and Lima's emerging podcast scene Thursday morning at 1015 presented by Extend Technologies on the 92.3 The Fan Extra Channel, part of the Odyssey app. And... So we've been talking about, you know, Brandon Ayuk and these top targets. Again, I want to get your thoughts. Who are who are the players that you would want to see? Who is the big splash that you would want? Or if you want if you're like me and want Brandon Ayuk on this team, what are you willing to give up for that splash? But you know, I I also I wanted to briefly get get into this because uh you know, I saw the headline over the weekend and, you know, it's so nice being on the other side of this because I saw Pro Football Talk had put out that, uh, and I, I will just say this, I will not say the team's name until the end, but you tell me if this sounds familiar, okay? Team X doesn't have a clear number one quarterback, 
and they apparently don't have a clear-cut vision within the building about who the number one quarterback should be. As Beat Reporter explained, there appears to be some internal division that maybe player A should be the starter, given his performance. Of course, player B was drafted a couple years ago, and after the injury that he had late in the season, player A emerged, and Team X low-key benched player B for the veteran. Team X being the Pittsburgh Steelers. And the fact that there is internal division in the Pittsburgh Steelers about are we gonna are we gonna build around Mason Rudolph? It, it, well, we drafted Kenny Pickett in the first round a couple years ago, and you know he's from Pittsburgh too. We he should he should be the guy. He has plenty of support around here. And then they they treated Mitch Trubisky like it's The Bachelor. And they just said, yeah, you know what? Or honestly, they treated him, they, they treated him like a, a high school relationship in July before you go off to college. And just, you know what? I'm, it's not you, okay? I think that we should agree to go our separate ways. I think it's better for both of us. Both of us that we we go our separate ways. Okay, okay, Mitchie. Okay, Mitchie, is that okay with you? I know we gave you a lot of money to potentially be the quarterback here, but it's okay. You you go you go you go thrive somewhere else. You go thrive where you're going to be in the best position. It's a joke. It, thank you. I. I have not heard that, but I love that. That was uh, Chris Rose on Baskin and Phelps months ago. The minute we heard that, we had to we had to grab that. So that was uh, best friend of ninety two three and fill in Browns play by play man, Chris Rose. Love Chris Rose, and he's absolutely right. Is I, is I also like to say you do you boo boo. Good job, good job, champ. It's okay. It's okay. It's it's not it's me. It's not you, it's me. I and I'm and I'm sorry, like I know that there's I know there's mentor fans out there. I'm you're not gonna hear me pull any punches. And I know Nick mentioned it the other day. If the Trubiskies want to go ahead and give me a piece of their mind when I leave here today, okay, fine. Okay. By all means. But, you know, much like Trubisky did in the state champ. Oh, wait, no, you didn't go there. I forgot about that. So, again, when it comes to being clutch, Trubisky would, wouldn't show up, but that's fine. That's just the Pittsburgh Steelers at this point. Same old Steelers, right? God, the grass is so much. It's You know what? Now I understand why the Steelers fans are as upset about the Browns being good is because it's so nice being on the other side of it. It's so nice to just be able to make your jokes. And you know what? It's almost ironic to me now at this point 
at the fact that in order for the Browns to switch places with the Steelers, Ohio State and Michigan had to switch switch spots. Although, granted, Ohio State's dominance was for a lot longer. Um, or I should say Pittsburgh's was a lot longer. Ohio State's was a lot, sweet, a lot sweeter. But Pittsburgh, what's going on, man? I, you want to go ahead and clown us for, for all these coaching mistakes, everything like that? Okay, you go ahead and keep playing about Mike Tomlin. Good job there, champ. Good job. Like, I... It's it's so it's so much fun being on the other side of this because here's the thing is that when the Browns started to get started to improve and turn the tide, uh, you know, back in 2018, 2019, obviously 2020, getting into the playoffs and where we're at today, I started to think to myself, you know, who is that laughing stock? Now, granted, I don't think the Pittsburgh Steelers are going to get to that point. At least not under Mike Tomlin, because somehow, some way, what he can literally have a garbage heap, and the pile of crap that you saw in Jurassic Park, he could have those as his players, and somehow they would be nine and eight. I don't understand it, but somehow the dude just gets a winning season every year. I'd love to find that math, but the Pittsburgh Steelers find themselves. The fans are calling for the coaches, calling for the coaches' heads. Um, they've talked about bringing in, you know what? We we got to bring in Jacoby Brissett. You know what? What about Baker? He want he wants he he doesn't like the Browns. We should bring him in. You know that'd be great. He hates the Browns too, and that will lead us to success. Yeah, that, that's, about it. that's about the level of enthusiasm that I want to hear from Pittsburgh Steelers fans this year. You want to call Cody Kessler? I mean, you already called Bruce Gradkowski before. You might as well bring him in again. You know what? It, it would really mess up the Browns if you took away their offensive coordinator by making him your starting quarterback. It would really just, it would, it would really just annoy us. It would really throw a throw a wrench into our plans. What are we doing? The best one, I will say this. I would genuinely be upset if they brought in Kirk Cousins. Because I think Kirk Cousins might be the one dude that actually is a good enough veteran. And I can see him getting out of Minnesota. But he might be the one dude that could take over that that team and actually have them in a good position. But Ryan Tannehill? Ugh. The the husk of Russell Wilson had turned into a pumpkin in, in a Denver Bronco uniform? No. They, and... The thing was, too, is so Gary Dulac was of the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette, was the one that was reporting about the internal division. And again, Dulac usually has good reporting and has good sources out out of the Steelers organization. And he also reported that the Steelers, quote, are not interested in bringing in a quarterback who wants to be a starter. 
I mean, I'll play quarterback. I don't need to be a starter. If you want to pay me, I'll do it. I mean, in the words of Blue Mountain State, there's never, there's not a better position in sports. It's the best position in sports, backup quarterback. You don't have to do anything. So you you want to, the quarterback that you want to bring in, you don't want him to be a starter. So you don't want him to be ambitious. Can't be having that. I mean, God, if he's competitive, we can't. Oh, oh my gosh. The fact that we're at this position in this rivalry where, again, the Steelers are a team that somehow, some way, find their way above 500. I, I don't know how. I've been calling for them to finally dip below 500 for years. I don't know how they, even in this year, where, again, they made history by firing an assistant coach for the first time since before the U.S. invaded Normandy. Like, it's insanity that they're making history by firing an assistant coach since we had FDR. The new deal was still new. And yet the Steelers are still in their old ways. So... With the way that the Steelers are now, and I don't even, I can't even call it unraveling. They're still, they made the playoffs. But that's the thing is that somehow, some way, it's almost the opposite Browns where they have all the dysfunction, but they still have the fun and the dysfunction by going to the playoffs. I don't get it. I don't know how they do it, but they continue to, Push that envelope. But at the same time, I will just say this because, again, as somebody who I'm a fan of the NBA in the sense that I'm a Cavs fan, but I love chaos. And I just love in in the words of uh, in the words of Alfred in the Dark Knight. Some people just love to watch the world burn. I love to see just pure chaos. When it comes to teams, I don't like players, I don't like. I love to just see the uncomfortable situations, throw it all together, and I'm happy. There you go. You know what? I I might be taking a little bit of a page out of Daryl's book in that sense. But for me, I love to see the chaos of it all. And for the Pittsburgh Steelers to have people in the organization go, no, we can't have Kenny Pickett. I need me some Mason Rudolph. Give it to me. No. That's your answer. This is just like when Kevin Hogan ended up as the quarterback for the Browns in 2017. I remember being at that training camp and thinking, oh, that's a cute camp arm that we brought in. No, he started a game. I remember people calling into the station saying that that's going to be the answer. God, I'm so glad that that's happening to, to Pittsburgh. 216-474-0092. Mac Robinson taking it up until three here on 92.3 The Fan. Coming up next, what happens when the shakeup comes to the immovable object? Mac Robinson right here on 92.3 The Fan.
We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.